You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Welcome, I'm Marquis Laughlin, and this is the Bible Prophecy Daily Podcast. Now, today I'm going to take a new look at several scriptures fulfilled through the rise of artificial intelligence. Now, I believe these scriptures and others like it reveal that the Bible predicts the rise and use of this technology. The AI tsunami is here, but what should Christians do to prepare for it? That's the big question. Well, we'll share a great resource to help you get ready, plus nine examples of prophetic scriptures that I believe show AI in action. It'll give you ideas of how it will be used by the Antichrist and the false prophet, and warnings about its effects on truth itself, the Bible. You'll want to listen to that part at the end. Now, if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to me directly. Marquee at actsoftheword.com. Marquee at actsoftheword.com. I answer all of my emails. I would love to be able to answer some of your questions. I know how hard it is to get answers to some questions on certain things. It's just a very challenging. So I want to be here at your service to serve you and help you in any way I can. Now, before we get to the list of scriptures, let's talk about the two other times in history that were similar. The Bible mentions two other times when man's knowledge increased dramatically, and we're about to see that with artificial intelligence. The, the, our knowledge is going to increase dramatically. It's increasing dramatically. We know that is a sign of the end of days. But let's look back. Uh, you remember Adam and Eve. Uh, man's knowledge increased dramatically when Eve bit the apple and gave uh, or bit the fruit and gave it to Adam uh, to to eat. Also, when they eat, ate of the tree of the knowledge of of good and evil, the knowledge of good and evil, that was uh, a dramatic increase in their knowledge and understanding. And remember, the temptation of the serpent was that uh, you will be like God, knowing both good and evil, knowing both good and evil. So there's knowledge he was promising in that fruit, and. Eve saw that the fruit was pleasing to the eye, good for food, so she was hungry, it met a basic need, and then also desirable for gaining wisdom. So knowledge was a huge lure with the fruit, and of course, when she ate it, she got knowledge. So there was this dramatic increase in knowledge among mankind, and of course, that didn't turn out so well, now did it? Now, the second time we saw a dramatic increase in knowledge um, was in the days of Noah. Remember the days of Noah, Noah chapter 6, and the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and married any of them they chose? Well, the earth was corrupt. They corrupted the earth with their seed, and they, they said that they created the Nephilim, uh, basically giants, hybrids uh, between fallen angels and women. And these were the mighty men of renown. These were the first superheroes. These were all. This is where all the Greeks got their uh, their gods. Uh, 
uh, all of these myths come from. They're not myths. They're actual based on real beings that lived and were famous. These were the first famous uh, people in the world. And um, the earth became corrupted. It's literally genetically corrupted. And they began to, uh, the giants uh, began to uh, make man serve them. And when man ran out of stuff to be able to feed them, they started <clears throat> feeding on men, mankind, and on each other. <clears throat> Remember, God said the earth was filled with violence and that everyone had corrupted their ways. There was literally no one who wasn't thinking and doing evil all the time. And God was grieved he had made man on earth. It was a mess. And it was corrupt. And that's why God sent, um, God chose Noah because he was blameless and he walked with God. He was genetically uncorrupted so that God could start over with his seed um, and get rid of this whole giant half-bred race. And we see it popping up over and over again in scripture, um, even after the flood, because through the line of, uh, you have uh, Noah's wives. Um, there's, there's corruption in the genetics and the enemy knows how to make that come out. And he's always wanted to, the goal of the enemy is to be in our space. He wants to rule the world, which is what he's doing now, but he wants to be able to be physical in it. And, um, part of that is corrupting our seed and making us ineligible for, um, for worship where he wants to disqualify us from being able to worship God. So God won't be God because he won't have any worshipers. That's at least the objective. So those are the other two times and it ended poorly. So with that in mind, let's take a look at some scriptures about the end times. Daniel chapter 12 verse 4 says that we will understand some things in the book of Daniel when we are in the time of the end or the last days. Um, um, chapter 4, chapter 12 verse 4 reads, but you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. See, there's that nothing new under the sun aspect of this. This is something that's going to happen again. It happened before, but knowledge is going to increase. Um, the understanding of the end times is going to increase. Uh, travel is going to increase. People studying and looking at these things will be able to, to really scour the books, as it were. We have computers and all kinds of access to printed materials and that they didn't have to be able to really look at uh, these prophecies. And we have the context of being in them, which makes them more comprehensible. But for right now, they're sealed until the time of the end. And if we're, we are, I believe, in the time of the end, and that is why many of these prophecies are um, looking like headlines and and uh, coming into view now, and they are unsealed. So that's uh, that's one example of scripture uh, verifying artificial intelligence. Uh, the the this extreme knowledge that is just off the charts that's being introduced to, into our world, the whole idea of knowledge increasing, that whole concept is a prediction of the last days. So number two, let's talk about the Antichrist career. Daniel chapter 7 verse 25 says this about the Antichrist. He shall speak words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and shall think to change the times and the law 
and they shall be given unto his hand for a time, times, and half a time. The context of this verse is the tribulation, the great tribulation period uh, that begins when the Antichrist goes into the rebuilt temple and declares himself to be God and and goes after, starts persecuting Jews first and then Christians. Now, this is pretty heavy. Um, he shall think to change the times and the law. He's going to have his whole a whole new ball game, and it's going to be based on this super intelligence and wisdom that he gets. He's going to wear out the saints. He's going to persecute those who believe in Jesus. That's the translation, uh, and we are going to be um, uh, have to endure for. It says. They shall be given into his hand for a time, times, and half a time. So he's going to he's going to rule, and he's going to to overcome the saints. Uh, that's what chapter thirteen says about this antichrist rule. He is given power to make war against the saints and to conquer them. And I believe he's going to his effort to to think. That implies knowledge. To change the times and the laws means he's going to make some big, major decisions, and they're going to be based on a lot of super knowledge, which will be interesting. He may even um, be uh, uh, either have control of a, the, the huge amount of AI, or he may actually be integrated with the AI itself. But that, that's another interesting prediction. Uh, number three, uh, let's talk about the Antichrist kingdom. Uh, now, this is a curious verse, and there are various interpretations of it. I'll try to cover a few, but this is interesting. Think of this in light of AI. Daniel chapter 2 is describing the, um, the statue uh, Nebuchadnezzar saw in his dream, and the, the feet and toes that are partly of iron and partly of baked clay. It's the fourth kingdom, the final beast kingdom. I'm going to start reading it, ch uh, chapter 2 at verse 40. It says, And there shall be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, because iron breaks to pieces and shatters all things. And like iron that crushes, it shall break and crush all of these. And as you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, it shall be divided kingdom. But some of the firmness of iron shall be in it, just as you saw iron mixed with the soft clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly iron and partly clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly brittle. And as you saw the iron mixed with soft clay, so they will mix with one another in marriage, but they will not hold together just as iron does not mix with clay. Now, this is really interesting. They will mix with one another, and this, this verse says in marriage, um, which is fascinating because that's something that happened earlier to us. Um, that's something that happened. Uh, there was a mixture, uh, a genetic mixture in chapter 6 in Genesis uh, in Noah's day, and that corrupted the earth. Uh, because you had fallen angels and women mixing together. Now this says they will mix with one another in marriage. Who's they? Iron and clay. That's fascinating. And now we're what 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 I'm proposing is that may be um, man's uh, attempt to merge with technology. The iron being the technology, the metal, and the clay being man. Um, it, we have clones, we have uh, sex dolls, we have all kinds of robots that are beginning to be lifelike. And think about that. 
in the future, in the very short future, we'll have people who have boyfriends and girlfriends that are <clears throat> robotic and uh, they they require AI to be able to kind of come to life. So we're at the we're at the verge of seeing this prophecy fulfilled uh, in a very literal sense if they this does mean that the the mixture is between mankind being the clay and something totally foreign that obviously they don't hold together just as iron does not mix with clay so very fascinating verse that's an idea of how um the the beast kingdom could possibly be employing or deploy uh ai very interesting could be mean cyborgs uh who who knows uh could mean more fallen angels doing the same thing they did before who knows but Here's a fourth verse, uh, more a little bit more on the Antichrist's rise and career. It's Daniel chapter 8. And I think this is particularly interesting because I think AI might enable the Antichrist to actually literally do this. Now, Daniel chapter 8, verses 8 through 12, speaks on the rise of the Antichrist. Daniel sees this in a vision. He says, out of one of them came a little horn which grew up exceedingly great toward the south toward the east and toward the glorious land it grew great even to the host of heaven and some of the host and some of the stars it threw down to the ground and trampled on them it became great even as great as the prince of the host and the regular burnt offering was taken away from him and the place of his sanctuary was overthrown and a host will be given over to it with the regular burnt offering because of transgression and it will throw truth to the ground and it will act and prosper this is another description of the antichrist going into the temple proclaiming himself to be god his path to that so he becomes powerful politically militarily and then he gets power from the dragon the great dragon satan who leads the whole world astray he's thrown down to the earth at the midpoint when the antichrist does this and empowers the antichrist to be able to make war against the saints which we heard uh, he's a host will be given over to it that's a host of saints with the regular burnt offering he's obviously going to get rid of the burnt offering and start that persecution but it says and then truth will be thrown to the ground how will he throw truth to the ground i i propose that he might use ai to get rid of um all digital versions uh, of the bible or completely rewrite the scriptures so that there are no old versions available for people um and every time you type in a google search you don't get something accurate you get whatever he planned he could distort the scriptures to read a certain way that wasn't true he can do anything as a matter of fact there are plans to make a new bible i'll talk more about that in a few minutes okay that's pretty 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 amazing stuff but the attack on the truth throwing truth to the ground think about that that's pretty heavy um that's pretty dangerous um and that would require um artificial intelligence to do on a mass on a wide scale okay the fifth one it's about the antichrist power it's also from daniel and uh, chapter 11 verses 33 36 through 33 let me read that it says, and the king, that's the Antichrist, shall do as he please, 
shall do as he wills. He shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god, and shall speak astonishing things against the god of gods. He shall prosper till the indignation is accomplished, for what is decreed shall be done. He shall pay no attention to the gods of his fathers, or to the one beloved by women. He shall not pay attention to any other god, for he shall magnify himself above all. He shall honor the god of fortresses instead of these. A god whom his fathers did not know, he shall honor with gold and silver, with precious stones and costly gifts. He shall deal with the strongest fortresses with the help of a foreign god. The word literally is help of an alien god. Pretty fascinating. Now, Revelation 13 tells us that the dragon... Satan will give the beast his throne and his power and great authority. And I think that's what's being referred to as the entity, the foreign or alien God, is going to be the dragon. And also, Revelation also tells us that people will worship the dragon openly because he gives power to the beast, the Antichrist. Think about that. They're going to worship both of them and worship the beast. So that's pretty profound. That would take some um, serious artificial intelligence or knowledge uh, in order to be able to do that. He's saying, I'm smarter than all you guys who have been worshiping all this other stuff. You need to worship me because I know everything. And I have a, uh, an alien, a UFO or whatever, uh, an alien being has um, endorsed me and he has what? Knowledge. The power of knowledge. Pretty amazing. And the only one who can get, put the Antichrist in power is the one who has control over the earth right now. The dragon or Satan. But obviously he's not going to show up and say, hey, I'm Satan. Worship me. He's going to show up and, and he's, going to, he's going to fit right into the, uh, the AKA identity. He has pre-prepared for himself and his fallen angels. He's going to appear as an angel of light with knowledge. An angel of light. See? Light knowledge the, the appearance is i can show you the way that's the promise and here's my man i'm i'm saying he's in charge to help you just listen to him and he'll show you the way that's the whole idea so that 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 would be massive amounts of deception but that's that's another scripture that could be fulfilled through ai here's one uh the sixth one uh the false prophet Revelation uh, chapter 13 verses 11 through 18. This is probably the most uh, recognized portion of scripture uh, about the Antichrist and his reign and ironically describes the false prophet, his right hand man, who does things on his behalf. Let me read from in chapter 13, starting at verse 11. It says, Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercised all the authority of the first beast in its presence, and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. It performed great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast, so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Did you hear that? 
they are empowering an image of the beast to be able to speak and obviously this image can sense or know when people do not bow down and worship him so they're causing ordering other people to to kill them so what a what a comprehensive way of making sure everybody worships you and that would involve ai the ability for this image to to speak to have breath and to relay the commandments of the beast pretty amazing stuff and also in verse 16 it causes all both small and great rich and poor free and slave to be marked on the right hand or the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of its name this calls for wisdom let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of a man and his number is 666 there is the, the probably the most famous warning in all the scripture there is no rest day or night for those who follow the beast or worship his image or receive the mark of his name no rest no exceptions there be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the lamb and the smoke of their torment rises forever and ever so what a warning the angel gives the world at that time about this mark remember there are no exceptions in taking it it is it makes you in some way way unredeemable it seals your fate so that's another one these are staggering things that would require major ai to be able to actually implement we we usually look and think it's got to be magic or something well you know ai is going to appear to be pretty magical because of the vastness of its knowledge and how much power how powerful it's getting and remember these are by nature deceptions so they are appearing things are appearing to be a certain way but they are deceiving us so they aren't really what they're claiming to be so pretty heavy stuff so what do what do you do how do you prepare for this huge wave of of um of of artificial intelligence that's coming our way how people are interacting with it people are actually uh looking at this and saying i can just ask the chat gbt whatever i want and it'll tell me whatever I want. I can have it write a paper for me. It'll write a paper for me. I can have it do a drawing for me. It'll do a drawing or a painting for me. So it's becoming literally, uh, we're making a God. We're supposed to be communicating with God like that. And now we have something that's a, the ultimate idol, uh, the ultimate substitute. And people are running at it. And there's a gold rush that is not even considering all of the moral implications or the danger of it and we're caught right on the end of it we're 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 right we're watching that wave just start to build and it's rising very quickly what do you do well what we do is we have been doing a series of online events to try to answer people's questions I work with Last Days Overcomers, lastdaysovercomers.org. You can find out more about us. And um, we're a group of 
um, pastors and writers and uh, lay people uh, that uh, have a passion for preparing the church for the this wave of persecution that we see coming upon the church in the last times. The church is being uh, obliterated right now, particularly here in America. Um, faith is taking a nosedive, and people are have never really been more unprepared because all of the scriptures point to a great this great time of of um, of tribulation, a really rough road ahead, and we're trying to get people firmly grounded and rooted in their faith and in God's story and where they are in it. So you can support us, lastdaysovercomers.org, um, and we do a series of conferences online and live, and we do Q&As, and we talk about all the stuff you can't get answered at your church or your pastor just won't go near or touch. And um, that's happening all over the place, partly because pastors um, aren't, aren't up on the end times, haven't studied in depth, and they don't know how to teach it very well. Um, and the other reason is pastors try to stay away from the end times like the plague. They don't. They think if you uh, talk too much about the end times, you'll lose cre- credibility, you'll be associated with date setters, or you'll have such divisiveness in your church. And being divided is definitely something they try to, to avoid, particularly in this age of politics and um uh, all kinds of racial divisions. So they, they try to avoid it. So we're trying to fill that void. People are hungry. They want to learn uh, answers. You can go to lastdaysovercomers.org. Find out where we're going to be next uh, or uh, get uh, get register for our next online event where you can answer. we can answer any questions you have about anything. And if we don't know, we're, we're not ashamed to tell you and we'll go research it and find out and get back to you. So we're humble enough to be taught something. Now, what we're trying to do is um, look at the effect that AI might have on religion. That's kind of my next, my final wrap up here. What What's the threat to truth? Why shouldn't we have AI write a new Bible? Noah Harari, the uh, basically spokesperson for the World Economic Forum. He's a uh, writer. Several books you've probably heard him say other outlandish things. But he, in an interview recently, uh, stated that we can have AI write a, a, a correct Bible uh, for a correct religion. We can get it right this time, he joked, because he believes the Bible is false and fables and doesn't believe any anyone's um religious book or any religious claims. He's very, very anti-Christian, anti-Jew. He's a, a Jew who grew up in Israel uh, in a conservative area, and he, he was gay, and so he didn't fit in, and he's resentful because of that, and his ideology reflects that. His hatred of God is reflected in his statements. So he wants to, he thinks with all this knowledge, we will know, we can write, we can create a religion for people. Uh, to believe in, one that's correct. Um, uh, Basically, we can cast God and his restraints off of us and decide, have AI decide what's what's in our best interest. So that is a huge, he's uh, in a position of influence that can make that happen. That's what's so scary about it. Um, He's not just talking smack. He, he can actually back that up. So that is already happening now. And so I always encourage people, oh, so what do you do? What do you do? Well, here's what you do. You want to make sure that you have a hard copy 
of the Bible someplace. Keep it. Don't throw those away. Don't give those away. Keep a hard copy, a good hard copy of the scriptures. And there's a resource. Uh, I'll talk to you in about five minutes when I finish my points here. I'll talk about that you can get um, from us um, that will help you too. Um, and everything, you know, like I say, we're, we're, there's going to be a famine for the truth. That's what uh, that's one of the scriptures we're going to talk about, and that's what we're trying to prepare you for. But okay, scripture number seven uh, is Jesus warning us specifically about the attempt to make us worship the image of the beast. Jesus warned us in Matthew chapter twenty-four, verses twenty-three through twenty-seven. Here's what he said. He said then. And he's speaking of the time of the tribulation period, right before he comes. He's speaking, then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs, plural, and false prophets, will plural, will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. I believe this is the same event that is talked about in Revelation chapter 13 when the false prophet makes an image and that image causes people to to kill those who don't worship and he forces everyone to worship the image i believe that is the this is the same event jesus is talking about so um the idea is if so he says see i have told you beforehand so if they say to you look he is in the wilderness do not go out If they say, look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. That's pretty heavy. He's saying, look, you're going to see my coming. It's not going to be in a room someplace. You're going to see it all over the sky. The sky is going to roll up like a scroll. Everyone will, every eye will see me when I return. That's the difference. So that's a prediction. Um, the eighth scripture is that God sends them a strong delusion. Now you've read this first Thessalonians chapter two, verses nine through 12, the coming of the lawless one or the antichrist is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refused to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore, God sends them. A strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness and I believe this is referring to unbelievers who've rejected the scriptures are going to get fed Satan's ultimate lie uh, they're going to believe that um, the dragon is some alien creature from outer space that planted mankind here to evolve and put the Antichrist in charge and that the Antichrist is really not the Antichrist. He's the good guy. and He's trying to save us from God. And so they're going to believe this whole lie about the history of mankind uh, that Satan has been building um, to support his... Um, his uh, fake identity, and they're going to believe this delusion. Hey, if a, if a, an alien came down and said, hey, this guy should be your king, the world would suck it down now. We've all been conditioned to believe that. And why? Because we have rejected God's truth. So that involves a lot of AI. There's been, that, that's a lot of convincing. That's a lot of changing um, what's right into what's wrong. 
Uh, that's a lot of throwing truth down. So that's that's our eighth example. The ninth and final example, and there were more, I just had to narrow it down a little, is that there will be a famine of the word of God. Amos chapter 8, verses 11 through 12 says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine on the land. Not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea, and from north to east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. This is pretty sobering. And I suggest, because we know truth is going to be thrown to the ground by the Antichrist, and people are going to be widely deceived, that that famine may be on the way. Um, the famine of the word. So yes, um, there is a, we have hard uh, little uh, a jump drive. It's a little thumb drive that you can get um, that has my recording of the entire New Testament in the English Standard Version of the audiobook on it. It also has uh, a documentary about how we got the Bible. It's about two and a half hours long. It's great. From the beginning to the end, it tells you the history of the written word, how we know it was written down and preserved, and what we did to check that, and how the, the Bible was put together, the canon, and how it was translated throughout the years, how, how we know it's authentic, accurate, and authoritative. That's critical stuff. Uh, we, I also uh, have a, um, an hour-long audio seminar on there about how to um, memorize Scripture that will help you with Scripture memorization. But you're only, remember, our, our protection is God and His Word, and we're the ones clinging to it, and the rest of the world are, have decided to reject it. So that's the difference between night and day and us and them. And so I, I welcome you. Hey, get a hold of our ministry. Go to actsoftheword.com. Or email me at marquee at actsoftheword.com and I will try to get one of those little, it's a little thumb drive to you. And um, I, I just want you to have everything you need to be able to share with as many people as possible. You can copy the files on those and give them to anyone. Um, uh, so you, it's like having uh, as many copies as you want of it. Um, which is what you're going to need, you know, to be able to give it away. So good stuff. Or you can uh, call us uh, directly, call me directly, 770-298-4888. That's also the number to support me if you want to send something via Zelle or Venmo. Um, I'm a missionary to the church in America, and I uh, fly around to different churches and do a lot of driving too um, to whoever opens their doors uh, to present God's Word. I'm presenting a lot of Revelation and Daniel lately. I do a lot of John's Gospel. I'm doing Genesis in a, in a few weeks here. Um, but I would love to be able to come and share God's Word with you and lift up the name of Jesus together and lift up the story of God. That's what it's all about, uh, sharing the knowledge of God. So my number again, 770-298-4888. Thank you so much. Uh, share what you've discovered today with someone. Uh, share, share with someone who will listen. Remember, the poor and needy, we have their ear when we're giving them and when we're helping them, and they will listen to us, so I can't direct you to them enough. Now remember, Jesus said, referring to the last days just prior to his return, in Luke chapter 9, verses 26 through 33, he said, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Wow. Wow. We want to be those who are bold 
and who do not shrink back and whom Jesus says, well done, my good and faithful servant. And that's my prayer for you, that you will be bold and courageous. God's grace and peace will rest on you and you will be able, God, Jesus will be able to say to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Till next time, Maranatha. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 